not a challenge point. I don't consider that a challenge it's a challenge point. plaque. Very much so. Yeah. Chal challenge plaque. That's actually a good way to put no. it. It's a challenge disc. Challenge disc. Is what it was. Challenge Beyblade. Oh, God. You imagine challenge Beyblade. <laughs> Oh, I dated myself there a bit, too. No, that's okay. Yeah. Are you going to do the intro? You can do whatever I'm you like. nervous now. I feel like there should be like a intro. And are we going to introduce Eric's fun facts on this one? Uh, I'm sure Eric's fun facts are going to come up regardless. Okay, that's fair. Welcome to the Unreasonable Grounds podcast. Dude, I'm we've already started. We've already started. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I'm trying to get used to this whole starting it off thing. I usually but just sit here and sip on, sip on my... my beverage and watch you work your magic but this is the perfect way to do it okay well see how see how flawless and non-awkward that was well that's not really who i am as a person <laughs> i can attest to that that i can attest to that yeah flawless yes awkward no i mean not awkward see i did it again right there perfect example well done, Eric. Well Thank done. You. I'm just going to sit you. back. I'm going to enjoy my coffee, okay. my Support Retired Legends coffee. Okay. And uh, you got the show, my friend. All right. Well, I think today we're talking about um, patches and patch collecting and how that is something that a lot of us really enjoy doing. Uh, something that kind of at least came to me. I had no idea that was really a thing until I got to my first posting. And I walked in and I knew there, you know, you'd see patches on walls and detachments when you went in. And at depot, you'd see patches on walls, but it didn't really quite click. Again, like guys' offices, right? But when I got to depot, or I got to my first posting, pardon me, uh, is when I really became a huge thing because of just purely how many were coming through the front door of the detachment. I worked in Whistler, tourist town, right? International tourist town. So patches coming in a couple times a day guys come to the front desk right like hey are you serious a couple times a day oh we have or they have totes like rubbermaid totes filled with duplicates and doubles and oh yeah i i couldn't even imagine what that would be like a couple times a day people coming in to do that but in i mean in peak season some days okay. you'll go for a while okay. with no none right but peak season yeah okay. it, they're mostly australian patches to be to be fair but goddamn aussies hey i've got the complete collection of the aussies even yeah. even the rare and hard to come by Tasmania. Yeah, I don't have Tasmania. And all hand to hand. Like face to face, hand to hand. I never got a patch otherwise. Right? Or if I did get one, it was one of the, the PSEs or the one of the, the office ladies who would do it for me and say, Hey Eric, we got you a new patch. And the rule that I had with the attachment, because they would order in patches so that we could the detachment could essentially have them ready to hand out because it happens so often, was that if the detachment already had one, I'd get the spare. Unless I beat, got to the front desk first and had my own patch. <laughs> you just, you're like me anytime, and it's the same, Eric. And I know, heard this before inside the office. They're like, uh, "Can I get a member to the front door? Somebody wants to trade patches." And I'm like, "Get the hell out of my way!" Yeah, you beat me there every time. I don't think anybody runs through the office, and they just hear me <laughs> screaming down the hallway. They just hear the changling, like all my keys and my uniform. Ching 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 ching. <laughs> Like just Kit look out. flying off as you run down the hallway. There's only one reason for them to have all those mirrors inside the detachment around the corners and that. It's just that I don't bulldoze over somebody mm -hmm. when somebody says something about Kit or if somebody moves something down in the uh, the sally port where they have all the... Oh, the burn bin. The burn bin. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like that third third eye sense of a father that knows that somebody's touched a thermostat. Yeah. I'm something's like, different. I, something is different in the Matrix. Something has moved. I sense a disturbance in the force. Yeah. We, we had May, May the 4th this past week. 
Yes. This is Star Wars month as a whole, really. Well, it's, well, the, what is it, May the 6th? No, well, no, no. So, so okay, okay. So there's May the 4th, right? Yep. Revenge of the 5th. Revenge of the 5th. That's there's right. A, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the Return of the 6th. Okay. Because there are always two, no more, no less. That's true. Okay. Right? It is Star Wars month. I will give you that. Okay. Yes, it's uh, one of my favorite months of all time. But back to the patch thing. So I had no idea about these whole this whole patch collecting thing. And then I started doing it, and I just got hooked. Right? It was a great way to meet new people, especially going into to Whistler. You have a lot of young guys working there, young guys and girls, and it's great to be a younger member there. But meeting other cops from other parts of the world, being able to have that discussion and you know find so much of it I, i've actually found between the aussies and and the brits and us more particularly have a lot of the same well virtually the same system when it comes they have crown when i say crown they know what i'm talking about right yeah when talk to the our american friends south of the border they go crown yeah they have no idea no you're idea. like just the, the the prosecutor prosecutor right the yeah. da that kind of idea right and you District can have attorney who who is that stuff even real like i have to wonder about that like there's a couple of podcasts that i listen to as well eric and that you know they talk about that how it's very hollywood it's like is there a prosecutor or is a da and are they really that fancy are they really that highly do they do, they do their own investigations well csi tells me they do law and order tells me they do which would be great because then they can do their own follow-ups well yeah <laughs> I'd, I'd love getting that monday morning or first day on the follow-up from crown but Okay, I, I I gotta say this. Are we gonna do donut today? Do we have to break right. donut? We can't. We can't go any further. I don't think no, we have to stop. And we are breaking. You are. This is your so lead this time. So let me tell you about the saga of the donut. Now I know I talked to you about this before we got here, but you gotta you gotta fill everybody in. So came. I just said I'm gonna stop at Timmy's. So I pull into one Timmy's on the way here and say, Hey, you got any donut? We have uh, we have three donuts left. What do you got? All we got. Classic glazed or original glazed or whatever it is, the sour, uh, old fashioned, old fashioned, old fashioned plain, and then they have old fashioned glazed, the glazed, yep, and then they had chocolate dip. So I'm like, okay, give me the glazed and the chocolate dip. Well, I get a chocolate schmear, very much a chocolate schmear, and the donut equivalent of the dog timbit. Okay, this totally plain, totally plain. This is the worst looking chocolate dip. That is like (laughs) that is. I don't even know what else to say about it. I'm looking at it, and for the purposes of you know the people listening to the recording, it's not dipped. It's definitely not. You know what that it's is? It's butter knifed on. It, but no, no, no. It, it is definitely dipped. And I'm going to tell you where the the amateur that did this uh, got it wrong. Mm. So as somebody, a fine connoisseur of the donut, but also someone who worked behind that desk, you can so to speak, mm-hmm. someone who made the donuts at Tim Hortons, what they did was is that the this is an end of the day donut. Mm. Okay, so that chocolate dip has been worked worse than like a street. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> okay, okay. So that 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 donut has been worked so hard. That chocolate's been worked so hard throughout the day that the oil has actually separated and has taken taken off with the rest of these donuts, as you can see. So you're telling me is that pure chocolate with no oil? So it's it healthier. Would, well, I don't know if it's healthier. It's just the it's like fudge. It's mm. basically the oil then kind of mixes everything together and it can just dip on and then you put it on the tray and you just let it do its thing. This has been literally smeared. So it's an overcooked donut. Like it's an overdone donut that they've mm-hmm. thrown in the warmer bin that they always have to make them. Obviously not fried anymore. Thank you, Tim Hortons, for ruining that 25 years ago. Big old A plus on that one. But yeah, no, it's, it's that's basically what happened. And then the person got lazy, took an old crappy donut 
and decided to drag it through the little bin of chocolate uh, fondant. Yeah. It reminds me of the time that I got a meat pie in Australia at about nine o'clock in day that at night that had probably been sitting under the heat lamp the entire day. Thank you, pie face. Definitely gave me food poisoning that day. If there are any Aussies listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Pie face. Oh, that's just, but is it normally good? Uh, I only had it the one time and the rest of the meat pies I got in Aussie land were far better. And I got them from like, you know, little cafes or butcher shops or meat pie shops. I gotta go there. But not not pie face pie face is like the mcdonald's of meat pies really yeah see we don't have that in canada no we actually have a really good meat pie place called peaked pies it's in vancouver and whistler 10 out of 10 okay now I got actually to... 15 out of 10 i was just in vancouver i was just in vancouver i should have figured that yeah, out gotta go to peak pies peak pies okay. peaked like a peak like yeah a yeah, yeah like a mountain pies oh okay and get it peaked gotcha. you have to get it peaked okay well we'll have to figure it out yeah. uh shall we break donut what do you think we shall and i'm gonna go with the backup donut that i bought the next importance I drove by because I was so disappointed in the first one, which is a chocolate dip honey curler. Okay, so we cruller. I would say curler, cruller. So we have to shame the first one. Shame and, the and first one. Here's the deal, and Eric, and I think you'll agree with me mm. on this. Uh, the donut, I wouldn't necessarily call it call us donut connoisseurs. We enjoy all things. I enjoy all Tim Hortons. I appreciate what they are. I appreciate the Canadiana that comes with it. This particular Tim Hortons, we'll, we'll call them out, and, and it's not a problem. It's just the end-of-the-night donuts. I don't expect to have a fresh donut at 8 o'clock at night or 7 or whenever you would have gone by. But this was the Lanceville shop, mm-hmm. and it's new. It's only been around for about two years. It's not like they have a very veteran... If that, no, I wouldn't even say two years. Because uh... they weren't open when I transferred back here. Okay, so about a year. They've got about a year, that Tim Hortons. And not exactly a veteran staff at that place. But you know what? It is what it is. They've helped me out lots of times. I've had lots of coffee there. They've always been very friendly with me. Fantastic crew, but unfortunately, the donuts are not the place. No, I will say their breakfast wraps are top notch. Though they do have good breakfast wraps. There. Yes, they do. And they're they not. Do. They don't. They, I've never had one from there that's exploded on me and gotten all over me. And when you ask them for a quarter of the sauce, they only give you a quarter of the sauce. So Lanceville Shell Station. Uh, it's not us. I'm. Not going to butcher the pronunciation. I know. Because I feel bad. But at Um, least I'm trying. But you're trying. Uh, Yeah, I think you got it right. Yeah, Lanceville Road, Island Highway. That's the ones. These ones, I think you said you got from Parksville here, right? Yeah. Right here, Parksville. Right beside the uh, Harris dealership. uh, But we're talking about the Parksville Tim Hortons. We've Mm -hmm. got the donuts out here. Mm -hmm. And this is going to be the Honey Crullers, Mm -hmm. right? The Honey Crullers with chocolate on top, which I've never had. So they got bored one day. And decided Tim Hortons and all their infinite wisdom and their marketing team decided, they said, hey, listen, this is going to be a really good idea. Guys, let's make some extra money. We'll charge them an extra 35 cents for the specialty donut. We'll just put it in the chocolate dip. Everybody inside the room is like, whoa, was this the guy that came up with the same thing as the Tim Beebs? Like, oh my God, we're going to be rich. Tim Hortons, if you're listening, bring back the churro cruller. Bring it back. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a cruller. Was that a left coast thing? No, no. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But I've never heard of it. It's just a cruller, but rolled in churro sugar. See, this is what people want, Eric. This is what people want. This is what the, I want. the donut talk. This is what they want. It, it, it was like a fresh Disneyland churro, but in a donut. Did you just say that Disneyland makes a fresh <laughs> churro? You got to get there right when they pull them out. You got to gotta, gotta time it right, bro. Is that the upper echelon of churros? For me, yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. I've had legit churros from three places in my life. 
Disneyland, a random store in Auckland, New Zealand, and I think the P&E one time. Okay, but isn't it true? And Oh, and I made them at home once. Forgive my ignorance on this one. Isn't a churro a Mexican dessert? Correct. And then you had them of all far beyond places, New Zealand. At Correct. The P- at the Peony Pacific, Pacific Northern Exhibition, uh, right? Uh, Pacific Northwest Expedition. Or Pacific, I would just call it. It's a Peony. It's, it's the exhibition. It's a fairgrounds in Vancouver. Yeah. Yeah. And then what was the other one? You said it was a. Uh, Disneyland. Here? Oh, Disneyland, in, in Disneyland. So that's Anaheim, California. Yeah. Anaheim, right? Yeah. $7 US, I think, per oh, churro. God. Okay, well, I mean, hey, you know what? I guess one day we'll... Uh, you know what I be? I would almost aim at for this mm-hmm. podcast is get a Mexican listener, like a Mexican police officer, a federal a federal, provincial, whatever. Like, if we can get somebody and then to ask them about this and be like, hey, like, where is the best churros? Is it Disneyland? I've never seen a churro. I've been to Mexico once. And I did not see churros when I was there. And I didn't stay in the resort the whole time. I, okay. I went out of the resort. I did not see churros. I looked. Not. Oh, no, I've been to Mexico twice. No churros. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've also been to Scotland for two weeks, and I didn't, or a week, however long we were there. Mm. And uh, I didn't see haggis. So, you know. So, you know, haggis isn't just something that you just have all over the place, right? It's, it's like. Pretty, pretty specialty meal. Yeah. My grandmother's Scottish, so yeah. Okay. Akai. We got to break donuts before right. we do anything before we else. Before talk more. Cheers. Let's, let's do this. To Eric's very first time leading the podcast. I'm proud of you. Thank you for bearing with me. We've come so far. Cheers. Cheers. And I'll edit out all this area because I I know everybody gets like nauseous hearing about us eating on the podcast. I swear to God, when I edit this, I'm going to make it a lot shorter. So here's your break. From this point in the next two seconds, you'll just hear, oh, that was so good. That makes my teeth hurt, which is not good because I go to the dentist tomorrow and he's probably not going to be happy with me. Ah. Just hack a bunch of darts, have some whiskey. <laughs> okay. As so, far as the donut goes, though. Yeah. I would say that the chocolate on top actually brought it down a notch. I would have preferred the plain honey cruller. It did not add to it. Yeah, I would completely agree with you. Yeah, I, I just, I think that the, you know, that particular donut, uh, it was honey not cruller, worth the extra 25 cents. No. It wasn't even 25 cents per chocolate no. on that. It, it was sparse to begin with. I'm glad I used a gift card. <laughs> like it, was, it was my work gift card it's from the corporals it's from the corporals for the year uh i don't know where it was from i found it in my truck while i went through the drive-thru <laughs> isn't that always the best when you go through and you find a timmy's card and you're like yeah. guess what let's see how much this thing has yeah. on it you're like i'm gonna order a wrap and i'm yeah. gonna order a coffee and i'm gonna pay for the whole damn things it's gonna have 14 cents left on the card yeah. and uh lo and behold it's like holy crap it's uh, 10 bucks on it I had $2.75 in that card, which is just enough to cover it. So There you go. Beautiful. Well, I appreciate you bringing in the donuts. Oh, so let's, uh, let's talk patches. Patches. So the first patch I got, I remember the first patch I got for a hand-to-hand trade, was a... It's not so dirty. <laughs> so dirty. It's so illegal. It was a hand-to-hand trade. I just said, shh, come over here. Let's just come over the corner. Come over the corner. I got, I, got, I, got the, I got the stuff. Yeah, it was to a... Uh, Queensland police officer, which was great because I know Queensland quite well. Oh, well, I know Brisbane area and I know around that. I have some really good friends out there, but I, so I handed off a patch and, and yeah, I handed him a patch and he handed me a patch and away we went. And as time went on, you know, we, I got more and more and more patches and from places that I never thought. And, it, and the great thing was you'd get conversations with these guys, even when it with beers sometimes after, right? Because they'd show up at the attachment around closing time. And when I worked there, you know, I'm off at five. Oh yeah, we'll go for some beer because they're out there with their buddies or whatnot, right? And, you know, and, and the neat thing about was like uh, where I worked was just the amount of 
I get variety from people from different, it wasn't just, you know, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, USA, UK. We got the Germans, we got, you know, Swedes, Dutchmen. Can you say Dutchmen? Is that technically? Yeah, of anyone? course you can. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of Swiss cops, tons of Swiss cops, right? Really? Tons, tons. I have a ton of Swiss patches now. Well, I was going to say, you're going to see a bunch of them on the board there, the ones that you gave me. Yeah, I gave you a couple of my copies, or my doubles there. Uh, where are they? Yeah, uh, Zurich. Yep. Uh, and there's another one in there. I think I gave you two, didn't I? Yeah, I think you gave me three. Three. Uh, and okay. I think I, I put as many up there as I could where... Yeah. You know, it's it's the wall. Now we're talking about patch walling. You patch, know, that, oh, that, yeah. That's, that's an eventual whole, that's thing. A, that's a whole that's eventual a whole other, other topic. Other topic. Um, but yeah, one thing, like, it, it was a great way to get to know guys, right? And um, a lot of British cops don't have patches. So what they'd bring down would be, they'd bring whole helmets with them sometimes, right? Or or they'd bring the helmet plates or collar dogs or, or something. To be shirts. Even shirts. Like, I've seen a ton of uh, Met shirts. Oh, really? And I've seen yeah, those I, kicking I haven't seen those. Yeah. yeah, it's like they, it's not like uh, uniform shirts. Mm -hmm. uh, they're like us. They are becoming more uh, stringent on that kind of thing, especially mm -hmm. with the UK and it's been such a target. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like, uh, you know, like we have our PT shirts, like our undershirts. Oh, yeah, those kind of like things. Like that kind of like, thing. Yeah. Actually, I ended up getting, you know, there's a story for later, but mm -hmm. I ended up getting one of those at uh, the Acropolis oh, in, cool. in Athens. A Met shirt? No, not a Met shirt, but it was a Greece police shirt. <laughs> oh, neat. Like, one of the weirdest things that you're ever going to think to find. Yeah. And we're literally at the bottom of the Acropolis, just like there's a little parking lot that you, all the tour buses come in. And you in. found it? Or did you, someone give it to no, you? No, I went into a gift shop. And they were selling it there. And they were selling a Greece police shirt. Did it say Greece police or Hellenic Prilius? Uh Hellenic. There you go. So, and it's around here somewhere, but it was just one of those things. And I asked, I'm like, well, is this a normal? And there was a police officer that was down at the base of the Acropolis. Yeah. And I was already in a really bad spot. I didn't, I do not travel internationally very well, especially <laughs> not, you know, when we were on, that was my honeymoon. Oh. But, uh, it, and I was it just, man, I was just completely in your face, Athens traffic, you know, the craziness that is that city. And I asked the guy in my panic and i was like is this legit is this like uh you know i, I bought it anyways yeah, i don't yeah, care yeah. and he goes yeah right. yeah it's just weird like there's lots of police that live around the areas and if we need an extra workout shirt or whatever and you can go to the corner store and pick one up i'm like okay that works for me but even if it wasn't i don't know it's pretty cool yeah yeah no it was definitely not like that here well yeah. you'll you get like oh this is police but it's clearly not rcmp dude yeah but even the mountie shop there's still a Mountie shop in Vancouver. Oh, I walked past it oh, the is other it still day. still there? I thought it was I, shut I, down. I walked past it the other day oh. when I was at the marathon. I went by and I was looking over. Yeah. Usually that's a that's a, a must because yeah. we used to have one in Niagara Falls. There used to be one at the training center. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, PRTC. Yeah. Yeah. PRTC used to have the Mountie shop that was inside there. But yeah, no, uh, the one in Niagara Falls, I was always in and out of there before I became a member. And, yeah. You know, you could get your RCMP shirts and you can get all the rest of your stuff, yeah. your sweaters and that. But walking by it, and it obviously it's quite kitschy now, but yeah. like I looked at it, it's like, oh man, I really weren't going to go in there. But the rest of my body said, no, I hate you and I don't want you to go into that direction. <laughs> you're going to the subway and you're going home. <laughs> no reason to be in Vancouver anymore. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, the shirts for the Met, I, I yeah. think that's that's basically it for the Met. Yeah. Well, you know, they have a patch now. So when one guy came in, he brought in like their new patch. I don't think they wear it. I think it's just I actually don't know if they wear it or not. Maybe a specialized unit wears it or something like that, but it's round. Okay. And it says New Scotland Yard. And the it might be something they had made up, maybe just oh, for more training. Than, more than likely. Yeah. Uh, but it looks super fit. Like, it's all their, their stuff. 
It yeah. looks like it looks like a, a legit patch. It just says New Scotland Yard and that. So he gave me that. It's a Velcro one. I think I've seen it. You know what? You've got it up on your wall. I got it on my wall. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it. That's where I saw it. Before, yeah. yeah. So he gave me that one. So I gave him a, a Mountie patch. And then some guys, some guys from the UK, they don't do patches at all. They just do collar dogs or buttons or cap badges or whatever. Forge caps. Forge caps. Yeah. Obviously, we're not really in the business of giving away forge caps. We don't um, do that. We don't no. do that. No. But so you know, unfortunately, we, can't, we don't really do that that much. That being said, I'm going to the UK and Ireland, so I'm hoping I can track down some Garda guys or Gardy. Oh, you'll find some Garda. Yeah, you'll find some Garda in Ireland. In Ireland, you know, yeah. especially if you go, you go to Belfast. Uh, well, they wouldn't be or in Dublin. Belfast. Belfast is Northern Ireland. That's the oh, that's police different. service Northern Ireland, which that's is right. also a one I want to track down. Fun history fact of the day. Here we go. Eric's Here, fun here we facts. go. Useless facts with Eric. Er- no, it's Eric's fun <laughs> facts. Get it right. Jeez. Okay. Go. All right. So fun fact, the RCMP was based off and used a lot of the same training principles and, and, and under a lot of the same guys got involved in creating it came out of the Royal Irish Constabulary prior to it being broken up into the Northern Irish, Northern Ireland, our, I think it's Police Service Northern Ireland now, and uh, the Garda and the, the breakup in the Republic and all that kind of stuff. But we are based heavily, a lot of our training was derived from that in the early, early days. Like we're talking 1870s, like right when we first started. So fun fact. So we're going to have to do the little sound clip for it. So it's going to be the Fun facts with Eric. Yeah, we're going to need to get Sidden to come and do that because it sounds better when she does it. Well, screw you. I did it just fine. <laughs> it come was, on. It, that was beautiful, but it wasn't as like... Did you hear my voice crack? Yeah, I did. And it, and it wasn't as campy as I wanted it. So we're Well, gonna, how do I got to do it? We're going to get Sid to do it. Dude, this is the, this is the closest we're ever going to get to a sound booth. We're going to get Sid to do it. She's better. Fun facts with Eric. No. Oh, come on. No. Here I am serenading you. God, it, you're, so, you're so ungrateful sometimes. I, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Get I, going. Hear I hear that. So you're gonna go. To, you're <laughs> gonna go to England. And you're gonna go to Ireland. England, Scotland, and so I'm so gonna try to do the whole. Oh, I'm, I'm loading up on Pat because so many guys from over there came over and did it with us, and I'll go over there and I'll do it. To them. I did it when I was in Australia. Some of my best stories yeah. have come from going to those locations yeah. and do it like scotland yeah i don't know i it, if you're okay with it no. just a quick one so when we we went over to scotland and uh one of my biggest things because we did a week or whatever it was there almost 10 days and my first interaction was <laughs> i thought it was amazing i'd never like i always wanted to go to scotland but we ended up in town we got a rental car mayor was driving on the right hand side i was on the passenger side and we ended up doing the first roundabout pretty much away from the airport in glasgow so we're out of Glasgow. Someone from Glasgow is going to hit you. I sh- I hope they do. Okay. The new city. I keep being told it's the new My grandmother was born in the new city in uh. Glasgow. So uh, we get the roundabout. We're going to head into Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. And we do the roundabout. We start coming out of it. All of a sudden, Mary forgets that she's driving on the right side of the road. And she goes beelining and ends up wiping out a city bus with our <laughs> rental car. And I'm air braking like a son of a bitch. And because I'm in the left side, in the passenger yeah. side, thinking I'm going to die because I'm like, why can't I control the? Oh, I have no steering wheel. Oh, my God. Here we go. So we screech off, whatever. Mayor takes the side mirror off, goes flying. We keep driving down the road. I'm yelling at Mayor. I'm like, hey, we got to stop. Like, you just hit a bus. Like, you hit a city bus. And then finally, in her, in her panic and that, she just stops. Like, perfect. Okay. So the bus comes up behind us and stops. And I get out and I'm like, okay, I guess I got to go deal with this. So I hop back out, I talk to the guy, and I'm not going to try and do his accent, because I would do my Nana great shame. 
poor Jean Grey would be spinning around in her grave, God bless her soul. And uh, we go out there, and the guy looks at me, and he's like, he goes, what the hell were you thinking? And I'm like, I am so sorry. He goes, oh, God damn it. It's like, you know, he starts swearing. He's like, it's goddamn, you know, American. And I was like, no, 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 Canadian. And he's, and he's like, oh, why didn't you say so? He goes, I was going to have to call the police here. He goes, yeah. don't worry about it. Yeah. Oh, I. Okay, he's yeah. like, oh, don't worry oh, about it. Oh, I should swear on there. <laughs> he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, and I'm like, no, seriously, if I have to report this, I got to report it through the insurance company yeah. anyways for the rental car. Yeah. And I look over and he goes, no, I look right there at the building. That's the, the, the police station. Yeah. He goes, let me tell you, those laddies haven't come out to come and see you yet. He goes, they're not coming. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. Okay, let's do this. We exchanged information. Yeah. He was like, don't worry about it. Just report it and, yeah. and try to scrape off as much as you possibly can. Yeah. So we end up going. I was like, I really got to stop by the police station. Nothing. Mm. Like, it was not required. It's mm. just because you're Canadian. It was awesome. Yeah. I end up going over to uh, Inverness. Couldn't find a cop for the life of me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, sorry, went to St. Andrews. First was Edinburgh, St. Andrews, uh, Inverness, yep. and then back down to Oban. Mm. And I go down to Oban, and when I'm in Oban, I, I, talk, I look at Mara. I was like, I have to get something from this place because mm. I got a Lothan Borders, mm-hmm. which is the central policing agency down there. It's all Police Scotland now. Is it all Police Scotland? See, there you go. This feels like forever ago now. This is easily like 12 years ago. And uh, I got a, so I guess my Lothan Borders patch is going to be, you know, a thing of the past, I guess. So I had Lothan Borders, and then I got to Oban, and I was like, I need something else. If I can get something, that'd be great. I'd love to get one of the hats, if I could. Oh, yeah. So I had the forge cap. So I ended up down there, and I was like, screw it. I'm just going to try, because usually I feel a little awkward about it. But I go to walk in this place, and I see the guy sitting there. And I'm like, hey, you know, um, I'm a Mountie, and I'm a very junior Mountie at this time. I was like, I would love to get a uh, patch. Do you guys have patches? Because I know they do. They have flashes, right? Yeah. You know, some people are listening to the podcast, you know, the difference between a patch, a flash or whatever mm-hmm. it is, it's just the same thing. It's a patch that goes on your arm for the uniform, or for those, your vest or-, or front of it, whatever it might be. So they in Scotland had those odd shaped. Like, yeah. Like the, yeah. the bell shaped almost. That's right. right kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's like an upside down T kind of thing. Yeah. And so uh, I go in there and I sit there and I talk to the guy and the guy looks at me. He's like, oh, you're a Mountie. You look quite young. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty young. And he goes, how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 25. He goes, but you got a badge, right? And I'm like, yeah, I said I was a Mountie. And I show him my badge and he goes, ah, it looks official enough. He goes, how about this? <laughs> well, I'll make you a bargain. Yeah. This is what you're going to do. I need to go take a piss and I need to go get my lunch. <laughs> so right here is a bunch of screens. What I want you to do is take a seat right there. I'm deputizing you right now. You sit there, you watch the screens. If anything bad happens, you just hit that big red button right there. And we'll all show up back here at the head- headquarters and go. And I'm like, uh, okay. And at this point, Maris is sitting out in the car, in the rental car. We're in right in Oban. It's down by the water. Yeah. Right. It's down right by all the distilleries and all the rest of it. I'm that. going there. I'll go find, I'll go find, see if they reckon, remember your story. You should. I'll be like, and hey, s- did you let it some uh, funny looking Mountie come by here and watch your screens for a while? No, guy, I'll volunteer. I need to pay for the hotel. And the, <laughs> your boss is in the background. Like it was probably him as some yeah. constable back in the day, police yeah. constable. But and so I sit there and I'm, I'm watching that. And yeah, lo and behold, I'm like, there's no way this guy's gonna let me do this. Mm-hmm. And he ends up going off. He goes to go do his thing. And guess what? He left for 15 minutes. He comes back with his sandwich, appearing relieved. And then that's it. 
And he's like, here you go. Here's a forge cap. Here's a bunch of patches. Yeah. And he's like, thank you. Appreciate it, lad. And off you go. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe that just happened. Like, are you kidding me? But yeah, it's that type of thing. It's those types of stories. Like that's when you go to talk to people, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, that well, not, not a similar story at all, but I did. So I went to New Zealand when I was down uh, in Australia the last time. I've been there twice now, but or to Australia twice. And when I was down there, I had some spare time and. I found a flight that was like a hundred dollar round trip to New Zealand from Brisbane. So I went down there, landed in Auckland, wandered around because my first day, you know, I got there so late that I couldn't really do anything. It was like, I don't think I was wandering around Auckland at like five o'clock. So there's no point in me driving to the next city to where I'm going. And so I want, went for a wander. I said, oh, I'm going to go find some kiwi beer, not the fruit the from New Zealand. No, I get it. Yeah um try that out uh, go for a wander see what i can see in this little area that i'm staying in and then i'm gonna go back home or to the hotel have a nap well go to sleep wake up and start driving early in the morning so i get to the grocery store turns out in new zealand they won't sell you alcohol or at the bar uh, or at the bar at the grocery store they won't sell you or liquor store they won't sell you booze without your passport they, okay they don't take bcid so I left there disappointed. So I walked outside, and the first thing I see after leaving, walking outside, is three uh, New Zealand cops chatting with a client who's... Look at you being all official, a client. Client. A um, customer. A customer. Hey, mate, wake up. You can't be drunk here. Go home. Or moving them along, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I say, hey, you guys, uh, there's three of you. Also, I talked to the farthest back one. Hey, I see you're dealing with a guy, but I'm a cop from Canada, and I'm a Mountie, and I work whatever it's like oh yeah we got lots of time he's he's packing up he's just a whatever so i have a good chat with them and then i end up chatting with them for a while and at this point i'm out of patches i'd given away all my patches already right but i told them like okay give me your card i'll give you my card you email me and i'll send you some patches and i lost that officer's constables i'm not uh, they're constables there constables card you're miserable you're a horrible person they have my card they never emailed me though so they could have emailed me but i feel bad still it's so, like meeting a girl, getting her number, losing the number, I know, and then I know. being upset that they didn't call you back anyways. They're I like, know. Ah, if she really wanted to, you know, she's really interested, she would have yeah. called. Yeah. So okay. in the highly unlikely event that you remember talking to some Mountie outside of a grocery store in, I think, downtown Auckland near the, I think it's the university area. It's me. That was me. And I'm sorry. Did he give you one? Did he give you a patch? He didn't, he didn't have a patch on him either. So it was going to be, there was him and two female officers. Okay. Um, and I apologized and they didn't have so it was the, the, the trade thingy there but if they're listening so th- this is a story of crossed wires it is a crossed wires so i remember that i have patches just to reach out to the podcast just I guess. let me know let me know yeah and i have a new zealand patch already so you don't need to send me one but i'll send you a mountain one I'll, I'll tell you about a little bit about uh new zealand i have to say i'm really big on recruiting the next generation that are going to do this job i have a passion for it and i have a want and a need to do and bring in the next group of people that are going to do this and oh the recruitment, our videos. the recruitment videos in new zealand are insane god they're so good but that's very good you know there's an organization that's thinking forward and mm-hmm. it is, you know, and it's an entirely different topic again, too, to get away from the patches. But it, man, did they ever just nail it? I watched that and I'm like, that's it. I'm like, we're moving to New Zealand. Yeah. Like, man, your uniform looks like garbage. And you're like, <laughs> it, says, it looks like our vests from 20 years ago. Like, well, they just started care. I actually, I'm not even sure they carry sidearms full time yet. I think they have them, but they're kept in the car, kind of like what Newfoundland did for years. 
they didn't carry them on their hip. They had them locked away in the car. The RNC did that? They did it for a while, I'm pretty sure. I remember hearing that somewhere. I, I could be wrong, so if someone is out there, correct me. But we just know better. We know, yeah. But I think New Zealand, they're doing that now. So they have, they're armed now. It's like the English. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's, and I know with the English, the English are doing it as well too. Now they're starting to be fully armed. And yeah, I'm like, the, you know the what? Armed ARUs, they call the it. armed response unit and that stuff. Yeah. But even then, I think what they what they're saying is it's becoming more and more of a thing where they're going to be doing uh, full full everybody is going to be trained on it. Yeah. Um, it was only a matter of time. You know, we like to say that the Bobbies were doing their their best to be able to do the job with, and I think it's nuts when you think of the level of of uh, oh. use of force that we have yeah. uh, available to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, it's it's a little bit different of a situation here. Um, but like gun ownership is pretty, not as widely accepted in the UK as it is in, in North America, but, uh, good on them. Yeah. You know, no, if that's going to keep members, if that's going to keep members and officers alive, yeah, I'm in. Well, I, I follow a couple UK police pages on Facebook and, yep. and other things. And I, you know, they post all the, th- they post interest, well, interest, they post any major story or guys getting injured or, or things like that one. They happen, and the amount of times these guys are going up against guys with machetes with a baton. It's all knives, and that's it. It's and knives and blunt weapons. Is, yeah, and and so... Yeah, but with... Yeah, it's... and You know what? And like you said, full circle on this one, it's it's interesting to see the UK stuff. We like to see the New Zealand stuff. Yeah. Uh, I have a couple of New Zealand patches, but it's, it's just... New Zealand is one of those ones, and I think you, it's this... You have a couple? I have a couple of New Zealand patches. Different ones? Yeah, I believe so. That seems odd. Yeah, I've got a... Because there's only one police force in New Zealand. I know. And I've got a couple of different... Uh, vari- if it's, it's not... If a different Fancy. couple of patches, a couple of different variations. Like, there, it's in one of my boxes here. Like, it's just... I got a stack like that of Fancy. all the different... Uh, it's either... It's New Zealand and Australia where I have them from. I don't have Tasmania, but the uh, the Australian ones... Loser. I know. <laughs> the Australian ones, those patches... I mean... I don't know, Eric, and you can probably talk to this quite a bit, especially being with Whistler and seeing the different countries and that. Patch collecting itself and getting involved in patch collecting can be an endless hole. Oh, yeah. You'll never, it'll it'll never end. It is the rabbit hole. We we talked about it earlier today. We were going to have that conversation about this with patches versus a challenge coins. Yeah. Okay. And as a, you know, police collecting, Mm -hmm. I guess you would say, or first responder collecting, because I do. I'm I'm not, I'm not, um, you know, just one police. I only collect police. I'll collect uh fire i'll collect ehs i'll collect i'll search and rescue whatever it is i'm into it Mm -hmm. i'm all in but in particular you would have seen different countries and have you ever had an interest in looking at all the international or did you like just the north american ones what do you what do you prefer so i prefer to be fair like international like i didn't get my first canadian police patch that wasn't a mountie until like i had three years service right and then i got and that was really yeah because didn't interact with those guys that much and then i i got some more near the end of my time there just by talking to guys like hey because a lot of times when you're interacting with another member from a different organization the first thing you're out of your mouth is hey can i get a patch from you yeah right it's it's just guys who like, oh hey you like patches oh yeah i have one of my extra ones right and, and that's kind of how it is I'm, I'm not gonna bang on the doors of other you know agencies here saying hey can i have a patch of yours unless i know the person really well because it just kind of feels funny to me i don't know why um in in the states acceptable yeah. When you go down the States, it doesn't matter what sheriff office, what municipal policing agency, whatever it is, it's always the same thing as how they're coming to Whistler, for example. Yeah. And that's my experience with the yeah. States is that 
Um, it feels awkward thinking about it and going up and mm-hmm. doing that. But in other words, it's it really isn't to them. It's just not in Canada. Yeah. very different. Yeah, like I can't I can't picture myself walking into VPD being like, "Hey, can I have a patch?" Yeah, because it'd be like, "Oh, are you from another? Like, you from the states?" No. Like, it'd be like, "No, I'm a Mountie," and they'd be like, "Piss off." Yeah. We like were, we yeah. we know we have work to do here, right? Yeah. So and that's kind of where I am. So that's why I think I have a I have a handful, maybe, but the vast majority of my patches are from. Well, I got a lot from the U.S. Yeah. Um, but I still think I have I have far more international patches still left over. And when I came to here, I was middle COVID, so I've really only gained a few patches just from giving you some of my doubles and then some yep. other guys some doubles, right? But yeah, everything I have is international, right? Like I've got a good number of the German patches, not all of them, but I've got a lot. You know, I've got Sweden, I've got the Netherlands, I've got Belgian. I've got actually a Belgian specialty section that I didn't know existed, but like the airport police for them, right? And I've got, you know, a couple of different ones from Spain, you know, um, tons. And I find them interesting. And actually, my favorite patch, my favorite two patches, international patches that I've seen, for me, are the Queensland or the New South Wales patch. Those two patches are two of my favorite patches out there. I have both. Yeah. I have uh, the, what is it? There's a gold version and there's just like a regular version. Yeah, like the is for like inspectors. and. Yeah, not, I think that's what it the is. officer's patch, yeah. And I think it was my Queensland one, I have the scuba team. Oh, neat. I've got a scuba team one, which is completely random. Oh, and and yeah. it's like, even Australia, I have one of the ones from the, um, oh, what's the opera house? In Sydney. Si- in Sydney Opera House. Sydney Opera House. Yeah. I have the Sydney Opera House police. Hmm. Like, that's a weird that patch. That seems weird, because they don't have their own police. Well, see, that's the thing. And it says, it's like police, and then... It, it might be like the specialty overtime guys. Or it guys could who, be, who, something like that. Because every time I've been there, there's always been, a you know, a toyota tacoma or two parked out like in that square near there just kind of hanging out it's like security they just get to use the word police i guess or whatever it is but it's yeah it's a it's they're one-offs but that's the thing Mm -hmm. and you know and you it's an interesting topic that you bring up there is especially with the europeans and i keep thinking about the europeans and the international patches and that and i think the only ones that were went outside of uh the norm Mm because i find the european patches don't hate me anybody in the rest of that please don't it's my own opinion on this the artistry that comes out of the united states and the creativity with their patches when it comes to policing agencies is bar none above everybody else it just is like it's it's unique yes it's it's blown out like it's very much american you know like there's it's they take a lot of honor in the job and a lot of and there's a lot of respect that comes with the patches itself because when you put that patch on your shoulder, a lot of the other agencies don't wear the patches, Yeah, right? They just have enough. And from my experience and talking to people and, and online and all the rest of that and how it was explained to me is that in a lot of those European countries, it's enough just to say police on you. Like that you are the police. You don't have to identify as one particular agency or not. Well, it so, is just the police. So many European countries, it's one police force per country right? one agency it, yeah so yeah it's the the federal police and that they do everything it's kind of like what we would be if we didn't have the mismatch mess of other oh like if right? we think that we're bad enough with our municipal provincial oh, and states federal is, like it's just crazy yeah because you've got local like municipal state county because it's yeah. broken down all the states are into counties yeah because if it's not a municipal if the state isn't the states usually only do the highways yeah they have their highway patrol mandates. I and imagine. then on top of that, they have their deputy, their sheriffs and, and whatever it might be. Yeah. Like, and then they have their federal police. You've got like 
10 different kinds of federal oh there's right? so many different kinds but that's the purpose of having that patch they'd imagine yeah. like you have to be able Dif- to discern between who the different who yeah yeah like it, it's an identifiable item but for me when i look at it, one of the police patches especially the ones from europe i always i'm like ha ho hum i like the fact that it comes from that country and i know that it came from there and it's interesting i like and i like the story that comes with it i think there's a a a huge variation in European patches as well. And I think you see more interesting ones um, when you get to countries like, let's say, any of the, the, like, anything, any country that has a monarchy still, I think has interesting, Thailand. Has interesting patches. Very interesting well, patches. Right. Um, I, can't, I can't understand a damn word it says on it, but it looks like a police patch it and it's explained patch. to me that it's a police patch. Yeah. But yeah, anything that's a monarchy looks really good. I've seen the Japanese patches. The only Japanese patch I've ever seen was that in Whistler. I've never seen a Japanese patch. And it was, you know, like um, bullion. They'd, everything was bullion on it. Really? No, I'm not sure that was a specialty patch or not, but it was neat. I got to look this up for yeah. a second. Go on. Um, and then, but like, I think like my favorite patches, and I'm going to be biased here, are anything that's, I guess, in the Commonwealth. I think those patches look the best. They have, uh, you know what you're looking at, at least if you're from the Commonwealth, that's a cop patch. That is a cap badge. That is the crest. That is what it is, right? You know what you're looking at. Okay. All right. Okay. Which All I think right. was kind of so, neat um, because they put the craftsmanship into it, right? Damn, I want one of those. I know. I've. You have one of those? No, no. I've seen oh, you one. You saw it at Whistler. And, and we only got the one. I was there for four years and none came in. That okay. Was, this summer? Yeah. Eh, maybe not this summer. You're busy this summer. This fall. Are we going to Japan? We, you wanna? Your man in Japan. I can maybe do Japan. James May, your man in Japan. You ever seen that? No, I haven't. Oh, but okay, I, I, I know James May though. Amazon Prime. But I, <laughs> I, uh, I need to go up to the Whistler detachment. You're like, yeah, I don't want to go back to my old. Oh Australia. no, I love that. But I need to go back because I need to see what they have there. Because this, and this is another interesting. So the only reason you can see anything in the Whistler detachment, you have to go into the detachment to see it. Yeah. But that was my whole. It, that was my idea. I got approval. Ooh. I got it all set up. There's four monstrous cork boards. I think four, three or four. Maybe it's two. Okay. I don't know. Maybe it's one. Okay, we're bringing it's huge. We're bringing it to Nanaimo. But there's different chunks, right? So each, I, I subdivided it. I said Britain and the Commonwealth. So Canada, US, or not Canada, USA, traitors. Um, <laughs> um, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. And then the next one I have is USA, then Europe, and then like the rest of the world. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'm sure it's grown since I've left. You would well, hope. I would hope. But that being said, it's been COVID, so probably not by much. No. But yeah, there's, I put that up and it's great like and i think it's something that looks good and i and i think that's something that can be it's interesting for members to look at if you're interested like i know some members couldn't give two hoots about a patch right 90 percent don't yeah. care but the 10 percent that do love it right and it, it adds something and it's a bit of camaraderie between everybody right because at the end of the day we're all doing the same job there might be slightly different policies slightly different rules but we're all doing the same job particularly the guys who are you know the uk australia new zealand canada because our justice system is virtually identical the process is virtually the same there are some deviations the laws vary here to there right like you can't go down to australia and start smoking a doobie but you can't hear right but at the end of the day the base work the, the framework and yeah at the end of the day we all have the same boss old liz yeah she's still the boss for as long as she's around still god, god bless her heart god save the queen god save the queen uh yeah and it's the wall thing i think we'll have to bring it to nanaimo i'm thinking that's probably going to be something that we need to do big old cork uh board, big old cork board we get it going we got a whole bunch of there at the office anyways we can start off with and maybe i'll, I'll probably donate a whole bunch of mine anyways yep. uh for the cause with my name on the back there so when i leave i'm taking those buggers back <laughs> but uh yeah i mean you know what 
with the American stuff, and we were talking to the American side, and it's interesting that you kind of gave a bit of a the cringe on the American side. So I very much, and and don't get me wrong on this one, the Canadian patches. There's a whole bunch. Like if anybody's getting into police uh, patch collecting, especially if you're within policing, if you're outside of policing looking to get into it, um, eh. it's a difficult, difficult topic. And this is, and I want to actually clarify this, Eric, because yeah. I've had this lots of times, especially with the podcast and some of the the comments that I've made, and I did a couple of videos on police patching and you know that's this type of collecting. If you're not in, if you're not a, a a law enforcement officer, a sworn in member of the RCMP in Canada or any other municipal or provincial agency, um, your chances of being able to get a patch from me are zero to none. It's yeah. it's just unfortunate, and it's not a personal thing. It's just we don't do it. I don't do it. It's a safety issue. Uh, this is why we're there's things going on in the world as of late that you know we have to be very very careful about when it comes to this type of thing. If you're within policing there's ways there's channels to be able to do this type of thing safely securely and we just need to be able to make sure that you are who you say you are and then we can maybe do this this is a long-standing tradition Mm -hmm. it really is and it's something that we want to be able to continue to do in the near future and going forward but unfortunately if it gets abused bad things happen and obviously we'll never be able to do this again so let's not ruin it for everybody yeah if you're interested you know what? There's all other places. I'm not going to say where to get them because I'm not going to be that person to tell people where to go. But there are places to be able to get those types of items. And it's not very hard to find them, unfortunately. But it just is what it is. Yeah. Uh, it's impossible can- to control. But at the end of the day, if you're not a member, it's weird. If you're not a member, and maybe there's your, maybe, you know, if you're family members a member and you're trying to grab one for them. Okay. I get it. Cool. But just let them get it themselves. Yeah. Right? And just realize and that it's not personal it's not personal it, it it's just at the end of the day i think mike you can contest this there's a lot of weirdos out there there's yeah. a lot of wannabes i know that you i have for sure and i'm sure you have as well come across the impersonators in our yeah right i've arrested a guy wearing a red surge before yep right like they're they're out there it's just yeah it is it, it for me it's something between one member of one force to another member of another force that's right and then if someone has extras they want to trade between two other members like i'm i'm i've seen them at places before where perhaps they sh- not i've never seen really many canadian ones but i've seen well i've seen them at flea markets we flea can call markets. we call it out for what it yeah. is you have flea an, antique yeah. stores flea markets and that yeah. kind of deal there's lots of people out there that are selling this type this type of stuff yeah. and i frown upon it yeah. um I, in the conversations i've had with people mm-hmm. in the store owners they've been very respectful yeah I have this conversation and I'm not afraid to have the conversation with these particular owners. And I say, listen, it is a security risk that you are selling this particular item. And the ones that I find are the most respectful are those that say, listen, here's my line. I realize that's a sensitive item Mm -hmm. and we don't sell anything that is a modern patch. Which is fair. Which is fair because for us, Mm -hmm. you know, we would see what would be a modern patch, anything, especially in the RCMP, anything made in the last 30 years. Yeah is all the modern patch. Yeah. Uh, but we can tell the difference, whatever it might be. Yeah. There's some out there, unfortunately, and there's some that I've gotten a hold of as well too that I cringe at because they've been made in China or wherever it is and they've been brought in. Yeah. Okay, and they're not official and they're outside yeah. regulation and so on and so forth. They're not kit issue. Yeah. But people have been pretty respectful in yeah. those in those particular yeah. 
and you know retail spaces yeah and i have you know there's some places that i've gone where i know for a fact like uh, like i have a relationship with some like a, a guy at an antique shop that i i really enjoy and he's a fantastic person he has some of those things there but he doesn't sell them they're not even really displayed mm-hmm. or if they are they're more for the tourists to come and see yeah and they're on a display and they don't they're not for sale right and they've been there since he's had the shop right uh, which is really respectful, and, and, and that's why I think that's fine, yep. right? Um, but if it's someone out there trying to say, hey, you want to buy a RCMP, you know, current issue cat badge or current issue, anything current issue just seems no, hard no. And I'm pretty sure that, well, frankly, I think anything can't be sold. It's all property of the queen. It's property of the queen. Right, so it can't be sold. Yep. Right, so for me, like I know any of the pa- any patch, any kit that I ever get, I'm God, it'll no, it'll go to either another. If I, God forbid, die someday, mm-hmm. I plan to live in Fendi. Um, I was gonna say I'm gonna get the uh, the AI thing that. Uh, oh, I'm strapping myself to the cogs uh, of El- science and living forever. Well, exactly. <laughs> Elon Musk is having everybody uh, put those uh, chips in their brain. Yep. They're gonna live forever. Yeah, yep. that's me. That's me. That's me. Um, but if not, you know, I'm, my stuff's going to the detachment. Yeah, and that's right. where and that's where it should go. Yeah. What I was getting to, especially with this and, and looking at the patch walls, because, mm. you know, we're doing this today in the grounds garage and the grounds garage is growing and growing and becoming more and more advanced. Yeah. Advanced. And and up on the board, like mm-hmm. on the patch board that I have, I think it's like a hundred and some odd patches on there right now. This is a small smattering of the patches that I've collected over the years. And in Canada, as we were talking about Canadian patches, for example, we usually have the crown, the heraldry, you know, the low, the symbol that they all create and they have the crown on there. Yeah. But there's some agencies that don't use that. And I find that's, that's usually quite interesting. I don't like it. See, that's the thing is that I like the Queen's logo. I like the Queen's yeah. crown on there. I like, that's all I like. If it doesn't have that, it ain't no thing. I know, but you take a Barry, look at it. please. I hope you're listening. Oh God, the star. The star. Oh my. Yeah, first first time I saw the Barry Police patch. And, you know, again, Barry Police, we love you. We love the work that you guys do north of Toronto there. Well done. I, you know, I have a lot of time and for the Barry Police. But, you know, yeah, the star, like Hamilton. Look at the hammer. Where's that? Hammer just got a big maple leaf with uh, the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, so it, the it, hammer, if you look at Peel, Peel Regional, Peel also doesn't use it. It doesn't use it. It's mildly better. It's missing the crown, though. And it's missing the crown. Toronto I, has it, but the, what's always weirded me out about Toronto is the crown's in the middle, which is fair, but nothing should ever be above the crown. Nothing goes above the crown. The crown is always at the top. And that is actually the way it's supposed to be. That's why CBSA, for example, ended up having to change their patches so many times in the last couple of years. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yep. The CBSA ASFC, uh, that's what it is, yeah, ASFC, yeah. Uh, was above and that's what they ended up having to change. They got this official thing where we're like, mm. wait a second, nothing goes above the crown. No. And so they had to switch. I don't even think, yeah. I, do I have? Oh yeah, I do have some CBSA. Yeah. But again, that that was the, that's not even the acceptable one. That's not the newest one. No. Because the, the newest one, they moved it down to the bottom. Yeah. The crown stays at the top. Right, you can have it on either side of the crown, but as long as the tip of the crown is the highest, technically that's the way it's supposed to be. Like So Delta has theirs, right? Edmonton, Brandon. Yeah. London is not correct. Uh, Port Moody, yes. <laughs> you say London is not correct. Yeah, okay, I'll give it to you because it's got the big, the maple, or it's not a maple leaf. Maybe it is a maple leaf, whatever it is on the very top there. The sheriff's service is possibly acceptable. Is it the the BC one? No, the Alberta sheriffs. See, the, the Alberta sheriffs, that's the thing. They didn't get have the approval to put the crown on. Well, they have it on the crest and they're basically what their patch is, is it's a, well, it's a star. It's a, you think of like a Bobby Police hat star. That's the star it has. I can't remember the na- technical name for it off the top of my head right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
which is okay. The, the, they have the patch in there. So like, you know, there should be a crown at the very top of the, the thing, but they're, they're trying. It just needs the crown on the top of the, the top of the star. They have it in the middle on the top of the crest, which is correct, but they don't have it on top of the stars. Yeah. That, this, that's, is, this is killing me. This is the problem with having such a big wall. Of, of patches. Yeah. Where is the, the Alberta? Do I have Alberta? Right beside the giant police. Oh, I do. Yeah, that's that start. It's the pip. Yep. Uh, is that not a pip? So that's a, a pip. A, that's just a really big pip. Pip. Yeah, it is. Like, it's it's, the, it's the, yeah. the, the base of the, the pip or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's the base. Yeah. The, a pip would have the the motto and stuff of the order. That's right. The garter in the middle, right? And so, that's right. Um, but it, you, you look at them, like even Brandon. Brandon, for the longest time, didn't have it. Mm-hmm. um eps always has delta recently see that's there was a big swing in yeah. canadian patches and now we're getting like really particular with yeah. patches no i um, don't i don't mind the patches that have the city on top of the crown as long as the patch like the symbol the crest the crown is on the top i'm fine with that yeah so like I, woodstock I, for example down yeah. there and, and sarnia I think, I think that's okay i don't for me for for two reasons i think that's important a you may or may not know this about me but i'm a bit of a monarchist um no i got that don't yeah. worry yeah, so I'm I'm big. I've into, been to your place. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important, and I think at least for me, for family history, and you know, everyone served under that. I think it's important to maintain that as a connection to history. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I think that failing to think about that sort of stuff is something that ha- comes about when maybe there aren't people who are well versed in heraldry, you know, customs, traditions, and yep. essentially the rules of of. How things should be done. How things should be done. That's right. Our, Everything has an order. So bureaucrats or, you know, quasi a committee makes yep. the, the vote, right? And for places like the States, sure, that works great. But for here, for us, there are certain rules about the way things should be put together. And if it's not done in a certain way, to me, it looks odd. I think to 90% of the people, it wouldn't. Um, yeah, because they me, just wouldn't understand, or nor, nor would they care. Oh, nor would they care, exactly, right? So I think it's important to make sure that things are done correctly, properly, and the you know, at the end of the day, the highest law, highest authority in the land is the crown, and the crown should be at the top. Yeah. And it goes the same thing for a great deal of things, right? So here's a new one. I want to hit you with this. Mm. Quebec, what do you think? Et Quebec? The uh, provincial patches, municipal. I don't have a set of the Quebec up there right now because for some reason I can't find it. I've never never seen one out of Quebec. You've never seen a police patch out of Quebec? Oh, I've, I've seen police patches. I've never seen a cert du. Oh, it's the Quebec? C'est de Quebec. God, you're going to give us in so much trouble. I can't do the Quebecois very well. It's just well. SQ. SQ. You can just say SQ. I, I can swear in French. Tabernacolis. Oui. SD. We oui. Mad. Mad. <laughs> Go with the basic mad. 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 <laughs> We're keeping this PG as possible. Right. Um, it's, it's all. Yes. Uh, but if you look at like Montreal, for example. Yes. So Montreal, Toulouse de Blainville. Yep. Uh, that's a nice one as well, too. All the ones that I have that are Quebec, I've got a whole stack of them because i love french police patches when i say french quebec canada french patches uh just for the colors the colors they're they're so more vibrant and it's a little bit more there's some style to it it's almost like everybody got into quebec and was just deciding like hey guys for the next like 10 15 years we're gonna make our patches look really modern we're gonna make everything look good and you know make all the rest of canada look like a bunch of dummies because they kind of did but it's allowable because they don't have to follow that particular, you know, uh, I guess what you say, the, the process with the crown and that. I'm not going to comment on that. I know, because you're a monarchist. A that's that's fine. <laughs> um, uh, but even with Canada, and that's the thing. So anybody listening to this podcast, you know, out of the States, 
you have to understand is that, you know, we're not going to give you a history lesson, but there's definitely a separation in Canada when it comes to policies, procedures, and then law. And it just, it is what it is. We've all accepted it over the years that this has been and the creation of Canada. And, and obviously we have our, our French brothers and sisters in Quebec and as well as yep. spattered throughout the rest of Canada. But in particular for policing. Yep. Well, they're basically their own country. It the is day, their own right? country. Uh, their, their own nation within a nation. Is that how they put it? Or Yeah, I think so. Like I that. think that's pretty safe. Yeah, um, which is great. And I think it's important to preserve their... I think everyone is it's imperative for everyone to preserve their own history yeah. and, and to look after that. And I think, you know, I agree. I, I think a lot of the Quebec patches look really good. And they're really interesting, the way they do that. Especially the, the, the CERT uniforms as a whole. The like, green. The green. The I, green. Ooh. It reminds me of conservation officers, which is... I, when I was Fish in conservation, marks. I had... Green pants. Dude, fish narcs. I well, love the fish narcs. Well, no, no, I met a whole bunch of the hey, fish narcs hey, hey, recently. Hey, there's the cod squad. <laughs> the cod squad. <laughs> the cod squad, the aka cod. fish narcs. Fish narcs, yeah. So game, uh, fisheries and oceans. Fisheries and oceans, yeah. 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 And uh, I, when I was working for conservation, they, I had, you know how you always had that one story about the guy who had the best insult for you and you just weren't even mad because it was... Just hit you. It's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say it on the podcast, but I'll tell you later. Okay. But it has something to do with being having green pants and doing something in a forest. And he incorporated it all really well, and I was just impressed. Not okay. even mad. Okay. And like, you're just like, yep, all like, right. All right, just drink quietly in your own area and <laughs> carry on. <laughs> just keep doing whatever you're doing. Yeah, well, fine. Good job. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's... Talk about an Quebec agent. City police. Yes, I, I, don't, like, I don't have one. I like their patch. I don't even know what it looks like. They've got like the boat. They got a boat on it. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yes, I have. I have seen it, come to think of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? There's a lot of rare ones too. Uh, Halifax, for example. Now we're going across the country on this yeah. one. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, no, Nova Scotia mm -hmm. has taken the same pattern. All the rest of their police yep. agencies have all taken the same the pattern. Same, the Nova, uh, the, the, Truro, yep. Halifax, because it's all turning into uh, HRP anyways. Yeah. If in a, I think it already did turn it all into HRP. Yeah. So the Halifax Regional Police. Uh, but you have all the rest of those agencies that have all taken that particular format. Yep. And I love the blue. Looks awesome. Yep. The RNC. I just recently got a new RNC patch from our too. good friend Mikey Nash. Yep. But I mean, like, you know what? The rest of Eastern Canada puts out some pretty good stuff. It's pretty interesting. And it's nice to collect. But we very much on a smaller scale are just like the States. There are so many patches to collect, especially well, in Ontario, for Ontario. example. Ontario, and and that brings into a much bigger thing about municipal versus provincial versus federal versus, you know, yeah, it's just too many, in my opinion. Yeah, every, um, everybody has a RCMP patch. That's the yeah. thing. We, we, we this is why we're here today is talk about patches, and everybody has an RCMP patch. I don't know how many times, like I went down to Florida, for example. I'll give you a story on this one. Went down to Florida, ended up in. Um, Whatever. It was one of the sheriff's offices where they go and... Coconut uh, Grove. No. <laughs> it was where they... Uh, NASA, Fort Lauderdale. Where, where NASA launches all their uh, their rockets off from. Is that Fort Lauderdale? No. It's... Um, I can't... Houston. For, no. No, I, get a, no, I got my challenge coin for it. The, Houston, no, it's gonna, Texas. Brevard. Brevard. Brevard County. Brevard that was my very first challenge County. coin I ever got. I stopped by Brevard County because we ended up at the police American Police Hall of Fame. Did you know they have the American Police Hall of Fame is down there in Brevard County? It's, I know now. You walk out, it's right beside the Nassau Museum. Is Elliot Ness, Ness going to be in there? I think Elliot Ness was in there. It was more campy than that. It oh. had the car from RoboCop. <laughs> it, had the, it had a display for the North Hollywood shootout. 
Okay. It had like the mock-up. They actually, I think they actually had the vehicle, like the guy's Buick Cutlass that they were shooting out of was actually inside. Like it had everything. Like you go, I think it had a life-size thing of RoboCop. And I was like, what is this? And we're walking through, Mare and I were this just like... It doesn't seem like a, a legit police museum. Oh, dude, it was, though. It was the American Police Hall of Fame. Oh, and man. so I was like, okay. And we went through. It had all of our stuff, like all the RCMP stuff. Oh, wow. It had okay. the forge caps, uniforms. Yeah. Like somebody had donated quite a bit of stuff to this museum. Yeah. But we ended up down at the Brevard County. And yeah. I went in and I just asked. I'm like, okay, like, hey, can I grab a, a patch? I'm just here to trade. My wife and baby are out there. Yeah. Abby was a newborn at that time. We were out in the car. And I was like, hey, listen, do we have a patch? And the guy's like, uh, the lady at the desk says, well, let me go talk to the sheriff. And I have no idea what that meant. I thought it just meant like a deputy. Mm-hmm. Guy brings me in and he's like, oh, hey, you're a Mountie. Great. Come in, come in, come in. And I was like, oh, okay, that's great. And, you know, nice to meet you. And I'm a young kid. I'm still yeah. 26, 27 maybe oh. when Abby was born. And uh, and so we go in there. We're having a chat, chit chat, whatever. And he's like, hey, listen, you're looking for patches. He goes, do you know this guy in the RCMP? And I'm like, I have no clue. There's a lot of us. There's a lot of us. I have no idea. of us. And he's like, oh, it's a shame. I was at Quantico with this guy. and Because they all do that Quantico course. Yeah. So, and, and we're down there. And I talked to the guy. Long story short, he's so excited to be able to meet me and everything else, which was, I thought was insane. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was incredible. Yeah. And he's like, listen. Can I get you out? We'll go. I want to bring the helicopter around. I'll take you out. You look like a nice young guy. Let's take the chop route. I'll fly you around um, uh, Cape Canaveral is what it's called. Oh, cool, yeah. I'll take you. You can go fly around the, the rockets. I got some rockets up there right now. They're just doing some tests or whatever. I'll take you for a flight around. And I'm like, <gasps> really? Yes. So I run outside, see Maris, and she's like, no. I have a baby sleeping in the back here. It's like summertime for Florida. It's hot. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I run back in and whatever, like a kid throwing a tantrum. I was like, no, I can't go. Mom says yeah. I can't go. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. I come back in. And he's like, okay, well, how about this? I can get a swamp boat out here really fast. Mm-hmm. He goes, I can, we, I'll drive you down. We'll do a quick swamp boat tour and really cool on one of the, our boats. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay, let me go check. So I run back out and I come back and Maris is like, no, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, get out of here. Let's go. We got to leave. Oh, whatever. So I go down there and he's like, okay. That sucks. How about this? I feel bad that you can't take part in this. Like, this is that brotherhood, sisterhood yeah. within policing. He's like, let's go to the change room. He goes, what do you want? And I was like, I'm just looking for a patch. Like, that's all I'm looking for. It'd be like cool to be here in Florida and be able to grab a patch because I didn't get one at Disney like I was hoping. And uh, I have a story about Disney, but we'll, we'll get there <laughs> later. So I do this, whatever. And he takes me into the change room and he's like, he just opens up lockers and he's like, hey, Lisa, whatever her name was. Hey, Lisa. Uh, who's coming on duty here next week? Because they do all the dry cleaning for him, I guess. Right. And he just starts pulling out uniform shirts. And he's like, there's a uniform shirt. And he goes, we got any more uh, ball caps? She's like, yeah, it's in a box. He goes, grabs out three hats, gives him three hats. Nice. Gives me three of those coins, two cool. others I've traded off. Yeah. I end up with two of the coins. I got the baseball hats. And I can't remember what the other thing was. There was another item that he ended up giving me. And I was like, oh my, and a couple of patches. And I'm like, oh my God, that's incredible. Like I just, yeah. I was blown away, but that's the thing. If you're in policing and you're looking to be like nerds like us yeah. and getting into it, that's all you have to do is just yeah. have up. a personality, show up, be respectful, Yeah, you know, don't act like a dick Yeah, and just say, hey, listen, I'm a big old police nerd. I'm a yeah. cop from Canada. I'm a yeah. Mountie. I'm a oh, Muni, yeah. whatever it is. I'm from yeah. the city of this. And I was wondering if I could just trade patches with you. 100%. 
and it, and you you get them and and it's just there's a nice trade there's a story and you get exchange cards and sometimes like you said earlier the best relationships come out of those yeah and you, you make friends or or whatever and like so disney yeah the story that i told you about for disney so um so my fiance and i um before we were engaged our first uh trip to i guess as a couple together we went to disneyland because she's really good at finding deals and we got this crazy deal we went down to disneyland we were there for five days right before covid like the January, February of 2020. So right before everything, you know, became real, right? So we went down there having a great time and I bumped into a, a cop out there and they have um, Anaheim police. They do, um, I guess they have a, I'm not sure if it's a section that just does resort policing. Yep. Um, or if it's just, they rotate through an overtime or, or, or how it works there exactly. Um, I didn't have time to stop the guy and ask him all the detailed questions, right? Um, but I bumped into a, a member there and I was like, hey, I'm a Mountie. I'm from Canada. We're just, you know, here on a quick vacation. Um, I was wondering, do you guys do patches? And they don't have patches. They're they're like LAPD. They don't really, their average guy doesn't have a patch, right? Yeah. I was like, I don't have patches. I don't collect patches, uh, but I have a challenge coin. Do you want a challenge coin? And I'm like, oh, I'd, I'd love a challenge coin. If you give me your info, I'll make sure I, I mail one back to you. I don't have one with me now. And yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't collect challenge coins either. But here's one. But I'll make sure you get one. He didn't have one on him either. Oh, but yeah. He's yeah. like, meet me at the main gates at nine or whatever. Like, you're going to be here till tonight? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll be here tonight. We're just just kind of middle of our day, right? I'm like, I'll be here till tonight. I want to go to the Star Wars Cantina. I go, do, 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 do. And they have, they, have, yeah. they have alcohol there in Disneyland at the Cantina, which people are going to think I'm an alcoholic, but I just wanted to go to the pub. That's fine. You um, talk about alcohol a lot. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's only a problem if you admit it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've been patch collecting it's only it's only a problem if i admit it it's only a problem if i admit it right and it's not a problem it's not a problem i'll never admit it no so yeah we went there and then we we put it around we went to a restaurant and ride, wrote a few more rides and then nine o'clock rolls around and we we go out to the front and he meets me there and he gives me the coin he's like here you go and it is mickey mouse like in the shape of mickey mouse with the u.s thin blue line on the back and then yep. the anaheim police in the middle of the other side and i almost think and I, I i could be wrong but i almost think they actually have individual members badge numbers carved into the bottom of the shield really because it said 1313 on the bottom of the shield which i'm not sure that's members number but it seems like a badge number to me it it, it entirely could, possible it could be just the general you know um what they have there's no rhyme or reason for that stuff no. though who knows it might be a uh, memorial coin it could be right um well, I can't see them doing a Disney memorial coin. Well, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But the detect- he was a detective, actually, who gave it to me. Um, a Disney detective. Well, he was an Anaheim I'm kidding. detective. <laughs> Maybe he's a Disney detective. Um, but yeah, he gave it to me. Super nice guy. Yeah, and it's probably actually one of my favorite coins because it's the neatest shape one that I have, right? And yeah. It's got a neat little story to it. and Yeah, it's a good-looking coin. Good-looking coin. And, and that's the thing. You have to be very careful. And here's a little tip for anybody, especially law enforcement officers that are getting into patch collecting. No, no people. Get to know people. You should already be able to know people, and especially doing this job for any amount of time, you'll be able to get to know people pretty well. Pick the person that you're going to ask. And and I'll give you an example of this. Uh, we were down in Phoenix uh, just before COVID hit. We were down for a marathon mm. and went down for the race and everything. We ended up at the Musical Instrument Hall of Fame. Is it Musical Instrument Hall of Fame? Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix. I'm, I kid you not, dude. This is... It is well known across America as being the like greatest musical instrument museum 
in North America. It is insane. When you go there, you're like, oh my God, this place is nuts. Like if you're a music nut, you'd you'd fall in love with this place. My great granny had a Stradivarius violin. Very cool. Fun fact. Very fun fact fun with Eric. Fun fact. And it's not there, useless fact with Eric. No, it's a, fun fact with Eric. There's a long story to that that I'm not going to get into here, why we don't have that and why I'm not a millionaire now. But <laughs> <laughs> So you go there and I ended up walking in and we ended up enjoying it and we got our tickets and everything. But right there at the desk, there's a Phoenix PD officer sitting there with a magazine, mm. just legs back, kicked back, sitting in his security desk. And immediately I thought, oh my God, could you imagine this was your job? You're, and he's full decked out, full uniform. Yeah. Like he is 100% patrol. Yeah. You know, Phoenix. I'm like, is he taking a break? Mission ready. Is it? Oh, he's, he, that's his job. And he, he looked like he might've had about 25 years on, you know, it just looked like your regular patrolman. Yeah. Didn't look like supervisor. I didn't see any of the chevrons, any of the rest of that kind of stuff on him. Like you normally with the Phoenix police and that. And I'm like, you know what? He looks grumpy. <laughs> this is the equivalent of working at Green Timbers or something like that and just sitting there and, and not being very happy in uniform security or whatever it is. So I was like, you know what? Uh, this is the first time I've seen one of the Phoenix guy that wasn't screaming to a call because that city's mayhem. Yeah. And uh, I am not going to bother him mm-hmm. with this question, but my brain, like that's what my brain was thinking about. My body was already walking towards him. As a, as a patch collector, I'm like, police officer, he doesn't look like he's doing very much right now. I could probably yeah. drop the question. Yeah. And guess what happened? What? I got the exact response that my brain thought I was going to get. Yeah. That is a stupid person to ask. He had no idea what I was talking about. When I said that I was a Mountie, he just looked at me and he's like, what's that? And I'm like, uh, I'm a police officer from Canada. I'm with the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. And he looked at me and he's like, and? I'm like, oh, come on. You're killing me, dude. Like, okay, listen. I patch collect. Do you know anybody else that does that? And I was just wondering if you had any contact that I can talk to while we're here on vacation. Mm. And like, and it was just, it was nothing. He just looked at me blankly and I'm like, okay, clearly not a collector. Yep. So really no, pick your person. Yep. And you know what? I eventually I did get a Phoenix patch, yep. which was pretty cool. Uh, and I'm not the biggest fan of their patches. They're not, mm. It's not that creative or whatever, but it's more, definitely one of their older ones. But yeah, you definitely have to pick your person. Yeah, I did that similar very similar story when i was in the first time i went to australia um as a member i just got the plane i was super excited i didn't have an aussie federal patch yet so oh i'm in the airport there's a there's a federale so i saw a an, an aussie federal police because they do the airports there they're responsible for the international airport and i think this is when i was in sydney on the way home sorry this would have been in brisbane um i'm pretty sure anyways i, I wandered up to them and i said there are two of them and i was they're kind of doing their airport patrol is walking from point A to B. They didn't, they weren't going fast. They didn't, they weren't going anywhere like they had a mission. I'm like, Oh, I'll go chat with these guys. And there's two guys. So the first guy I talked to like, Oh, Hey, excuse me, uh, constable. And they, they turned around and the first guy looked at me like, great. I'm on my way to lunch. Of course, someone's going to stop me with a yeah. file or whatever. Right. And let me guess it, your kid's missing. Let me something like that. Right. Um, and he's like, Oh, I, I'm a, just a Mountie from Canada. I want to say hi. And you know, I, doing a little patch collecting like hope you guys day is going good like not sure if you guys are into that or not and one guy looked at me like i was like like what the it's six heads six heads yep. and <laughs> not five but six. not five and then he's like what the and then the guy beside him was oh yeah i'm into that and <laughs> push that guy out of the way you're like thank you cop nerd. Like, thank you cop nerd number two <laughs> yeah cop nerd number one and and god bless our earth members but he just looked like he 
was funded full like the guy i talked to and like yeah. I, I looked at him like you're an ERT member aren't you like the way i thought like oh yeah like all the, yeah, you belong to a tactical unit you I, can, belo- I can tell I can, I can tell there's a lot of oakley a lot of hair gel but i tell you you want you think about it and and this that is basically means- a cop nerd episode mm. they're cop nerds out there and you and i are both one of them yeah and as small like i said it was about 90 percent don't care we got a 10 percent ratio yeah. there that one in ten that you're going to find somebody that really enjoys this type of thing. It's a very minute yep. fractional number of people within that particular tactical community that are police nerds. But let me tell you, when they're in, they are all in. And they are probably one of the king nerds in police work. But oh, yeah. let me tell you, you're never going to hear it. And you're never going to see them admit it. But you're going to catch an eye one day with them and one of them is going to catch you and you're like, hey, you know, I collect patches or they're going to see it and they're going to walk up and they're going to give you the nod. And you're like, oh, dude, you're one of us. One of it's like us. one of us, one of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And it happens. You And I have met two yep. within the ERT, the ERT, obviously our emergency response team, uh, SWAT, whatever you want to call them. Uh, this is a technical term. The Erdlings is a technical term. Uh, that are like that and that was somebody that was trying to get into that particular community that obviously we both know uh, was the one that gave me my fbi police patch yeah and that fbi police patch probably the most complicated patch i've ever had to uh, get a hold of Mm. and when i heard the opportunity to be able to get it short of my uh, international uh, canadian police patch ah yeah that one that those two were some of the hardest that i've ever gotten and i think you're the one that gave me the the police, the Canada police one, didn't you? Which one? The top left corner, the international missions. Oh, no, I didn't give you that one. I don't know. Okay. Have one. Somebody, somebody gave me that recently and it kills me that I've been getting so many of them in the mail. Oh, yeah. you know what? Somebody else did from the uh, Instagram mm. and another fellow law enforcement officer. And I was like, when it came out of the pouch, like the package, mm. I was like, I was beaming. I'm like, oh my God, all these years I've been trying to get this. And that's the way police yeah. collecting goes. See, I got a Luxembourg patch and coin totally by fluke weird yeah okay well like i've never been to luxembourg and how often do you think a guy from luxembourg is going to show up over here with patches and coins how many of such a as a micro nation technically i think or like a yeah. very small country how many cops do you think there are right there can't be that many no right so it's just i feel like it's a one-off it's a one-off yeah so i'm See, very happy about that and and that's the thing i i feel like and as a as a topic especially with this and and police collecting like please patch collecting and challenge coin collecting okay i i will be the first one to say i'm not really 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 big into challenge coins i have my little box of coins that i have and it's just there's something about challenge coins that i feel i'm a traditionalist and i've always said that about a lot of things very traditional in the sense that i like when something has a purpose it has a purpose and the challenge coin purpose was to be able to identify people within a particular unit Somewhere down the line, they started to be traded yeah. and it became, that was the new tradition. Yeah, I feel in policing, mm-hmm. if that be it, or first responder work, because I haven't seen any challenge coins brought to fire and EHS. I just, I haven't seen it yet. And I don't think it's necessarily a, a thing, yeah. a big thing, because it doesn't make any sense why you would need that particular thing, unless you're trying to prove like who walks into a bar and says they're a firefighter, yeah. you know, and they're not a firefighter. You know, but and then how many people come to a bar and say they're cops? A lot of people come into places and say they're cops for some dumb reason. I try to avoid that at all costs. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So the challenge going for me is if you belong to a unit and you've been in that unit and you're it's an identifiable thing, mm-hmm. then yeah, those are the ones that I'm going to collect. Yeah. 
like my our Nanaimo coin. Yeah. Uh, I've had a couple of with the my criminal intelligence section that I worked for. I only got that when I left because I didn't even have it during. Mm-hmm. It was like a going away part, a present or whatever it was, a gift to be like, hey, thanks for spending four years here. Yeah. Here you go. And, you know, other detachments or other units that I've been a part of, we got those. Or yeah. if it's divisional coins. Yeah. That I'm, I'm okay with. Yeah. And I'll, I'll put those out and, you know. No, I'm the same. But I just, I don't get, you know, the sharing of a million coins the creation of a million coins so i got into coins when a buddy of mine so i didn't get into coins i told myself i wouldn't until someone gave me my first coin yeah that's kind of like the rule in my opinion i don't like buying them no i bought bought one so i've i've bought in a few but the ones i've bought and have been from the detachment as extras right like okay i got an extra couple from whistler yeah um i bought a couple extra ones just kind of when i was in Whistler, because the Whistler one, they don't give away. You can't buy it. You just get it. They don't give it away. I'm never going to trade it. It's got a number on it. It's mine. Um, things like that. Like, might have a couple unit coins for legal units that I've been in. Those are mine. I'm not yeah. getting rid of that. And I, I love I think They're neat, but I, I, yeah, I think they get overdone in a lot of ways. Like, there's there's, there's no reason for some of them. Um, like my old man, he had a challenge coin that he got in the, he would have got it in the 80s maybe 90s probably some sometime between the late 70s and the early 90s um for his regiment and he i remember when i got my first i showed him and said oh i have a challenge coin too and he showed me his challenge coin and they got really really nice challenge coins like um sterling silver all stamped the same all with numbers like beautiful work done to them brought it out showed it to me put it back in his wallet and it'd been in his wallet for 20 years right like never left that's the way it should be and then because he took it out of the wallet dislodged it stretched out and it fell out of his wallet sometime about four years ago and he has no clue where it is it's it's in the wind that's my ceases coins yeah my ceases coins are gone yeah like it's one of those things it's here somewhere no no ceases came and took them back when you weren't looking it's very possible <laughs> it's that thing was huge and it weighed so much and i always joked around that it had a tracker in it, it probably did some kind of device or whatever it was yeah probably did yeah and i was like where did i ever put that ceases coin but yeah, no, it's the coin thing. And I think it's a really big thing these days. People are doing it. Uh, and I love it. Like it, it's an artistic expression within mm-hmm. uh, law enforcement yep. and within policing, within military. Because it is started. Started in military. But I mean, it kind of, we've adopted it as paramilitary, I guess you'd say, in, a, are, in a way. As, as yeah, the, I think the RCMP is the only really paramilitary police force out there. Yeah. Because military police are, are military. That's right. And the in the American side it's just they don't have that. they don't have that short of the MPs, but again they're military. They're already military. Yeah. But I mean like we have that and we and we've kind of adopted it in Canada and, and, and spread that out. But there yeah, I just I you know, there's some there's just not my collectible thing. And mm-hmm. I end up getting them and I'm very grateful for getting them and I'm putting I'm gonna get some way to display them yep. here in the future, especially on the new desk in the office here, uh in the garage. But the the patches thing, I just I, there's something uh, the textile, like the texture of it, and you could have it in your hands, and you could like flip through yeah. them and and take a look at the different things. Just they're so unique, every single one of them, and I think that's why I like them so much. Is the, because it's like an OCD thing. Is I can find the error in them, and I'm like, oh, that's a unique one. Now the only patches I don't like are the ones that are like custom made, like not unit patches or not police, like they're like oh, okay, one unit made like a half dozen of these to yeah. hand out, right like they're, they're not, not not official you never see them on a uniform i don't care as much for those no um, they're one-offs yeah yep. well, i have a couple of them they're they're interesting but I, um, they're not on my board 
Yeah. See, right. the, the Americans have a tendency to really, and from what I've seen mm-hmm. of the patches, they really enjoy that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I mean, in Canada, for example, we don't do that type of thing very often. We don't have, especially not in the RCMP, you're just not going to see it. You know, if it's not the RCMP patch, you're not going to see something special on there uh, that is actually approved. You know, there might be locally done and practiced or whatever it might be, but it's not going to be approved. It's just not something that we do, uh, short of uh, ERT mm-hmm. and some tactical patches for our TAC units. You're uh, just, does TAC even have their own patch? They do. Well, it's oh. the subdued blue, and it's issued. Well, that's it. Yeah. And it's issued. PDS. That's right. PDS has their own. And, and, and that type of thing. They have those types of specialized units will have those, but they're yeah. very particular on how they do it, mm-hmm. right? Whereas the Americans, it just, it seems like there's, it's a free-for-all. Yeah. You know, you could take how many the ones up on the board. I don't know. I've got, I thought I had a couple of them, like the Federal Air Marshal Service for the Cleveland Field Office. You know what I mean? Like they'll wear that stuff. Yeah. We never wear that. No, you would never get something like that, especially if somebody comes up and be like, oh, I have an Anaimo RCMP patch. I'm like, well, good on you because I've been here for four years and I've never seen one and I know it doesn't exist. Yeah. I have morale patches, but they're under my vest. You can't see them. They're in the Velcro. That's right. right. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, in Canada, it's just not, it's just, it's not that, and even all the municipal agencies, you're not going to see it. Toronto police does not have multiple different patches. You know, they have their, their, I can't remember what their, their parking patrol patch. Hey, I have that. I have one of those. For parking? Uh, I think I do. It always blows my mind that they have like. I have their, oh, look, special constable. That's their special constable patch. So their, I believe their parking services is actually part of the special constable program. So a lot of money for. Well, I mean, if you look at my dad, like, and that's, we talked about it with the first patch. My first patch was uh, Niagara Regional. Yeah. Because that was my dad's yep. agency. And it was the pot leaf. I don't know if I have it up there. I used to have it up there, mm-hmm. but it's the very first one I ever yeah. got. And it looked like a marijuana leaf. Yeah. The oh, red maple leaf. Yeah. I have a, speaking of pot leaf ones, I have a Bavarian, Bayern, um, Bavarian, I can't remember how to say it in German exactly. I know how to say the federal one. I don't know what the, the wording for the Bavarian one, but the Bavarian one, but it's a specialty one with the dog, like a police dog on it with a marijuana leaf and is their, their dog uh, detection. Oh, that's cool. A patch. And then I have the... Because um, a crack rock wouldn't really wouldn't get really the look image. As good. Yeah, well, it's not it a doesn't great get image. the image across. Yeah. It doesn't get the message. No, no. And I've got another one from them, which is actually a really cool one. But this one isn't Bavarian. It's the Deutsches Bundespolizei. Jesus, yeah. could you say that less German? The, I, I probably butchered it and got it backwards. But it's the <laughs> the, the the German state. They're federal police. Yeah. So they have each each state has its own police force, and there's the federal police that look, and it's their marine section for Bavaria. Okay, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. For the rivers, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that's what I'm assuming it is because it's the writing is really small. So what you're telling me is actually the European countries have a lot more of it than I'm that I'm seeing. Oh, that like, I'm aware. Of. Oh yeah, like the Swiss patches. I've got a bunch of like Swiss patches just from like not even unit patches, like operation patches, like from one police department's like. See, that's something the FBI yeah. does a lot of. Yeah. They do a lot of that stuff when it's like one particular, like we have projects within our organization, but you would never see a project patch. Yeah. But the Americans, I don't know. I've probably got about four or five of the ones from the FBI for particular long, long projects. Like a lot of them are organized crime uh, projects. I got one for child exploitation from them. The FBI one. I know. It's, but it doesn't. Give those investigators money, yeah. money and time off. That's, that's, you want to get a good investigator that's doing that type of work, give them money, time off and leave them alone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I get a, I get a kick out of it, man. That's the thing with these patches. And I'm sure you're the same, Eric, is that it's a way to express my appreciation and the respect 
that I have for this particular job. Yeah. And it, in the end, you know, you'll get some people that just get a kick out of collecting things. Yeah. You know, they'll put up a wall, they'll do whatever they want. And it's kind of interesting. I look at this thing and I go, wow. And I'm just in amazement every single day when I look up at the wall and I mm-hmm. think, look at all those different police agencies. And this is only a hundred of, you know, the thousand, if not more that yeah. I have that I could put up there. I could fill this entire world. Like even well, at the bottom are- with the American yeah. stuff, like, you know, how many different agencies that there are out there. Yeah. Well, some of them are defunct on your board too. Just FYI. Oh, I know. Yeah. You tell me, w- w- give me Squamalt. one. Squamalt. Uh, yeah. That I had to put up there as a, as an island thing. It's a cool one though. You don't see it a lot. No, it's different. It's different. different. Because even then, if you look at the, is it the new Victoria? Vic, the new Vic PD patch? The yeah. new Vic PD patch has kind of, they've I, added some elements from Esquimalt. I that. really like the Vic PD. I think the Vic PD patch is probably my favorite muni patch, at least in the province, if not in the country. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. So the Vic PD patch, mm-hmm. if anybody hasn't seen it, is a, an extreme, un, extremely unique patch to Canada. You're not going to see very many in this shape no you're not going to see it in the format that it's in obviously it is the normal heraldry mm-hmm. right you've got the maple leaf you know the wreath or whatever you want to do it's it actually, at maple leaves you have the maple leaf and the like the flag on the bottom but you don't have any ma- oh you have the maple leaves around you have the dogwood right. in the center of the maple leaf for british columbia so dogwood is supposed to have five or four i don't know but that's a dogwood on there yeah it's weird if you take a look at some of them from bc yeah actually if you look at it they vary? they vary from four to five huh Oh, there's yeah. there's Oak my Bay. there yeah. there's my OCD. Yeah, because you're like it's a species of plant. Shouldn't it not just have like whatever it's supposed to have genetically? Yeah. They might have variation. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a four leaf clover, but uh, <laughs> you're like God, man, cut the OCD stuff. <laughs> uh, but the patch itself, it, it's almost like they just die cut it. I like it. I I don't mind it. I think it looks interesting. I think they can make it a little bit a little bit bigger. I think they have a bigger one. The one you're looking at is quite small. I've seen Dude, larger. That's, ones. that's that's the issued one. Oh, is it? Yeah. I've seen larger ones. Yeah, it may be the newer. Maybe oh, okay. they are newer. Yeah. But that's uh, the Victoria and then the Oak Bay one. Uh, I think I have Oak, Oak, Oak Bay, Bay is Central huge. Sandwich is the normal. Yeah. That's the new BC standard. Yeah. Uh, Vancouver is the new BC standard. Uh, Delta, they all switched over yeah. in the last little bit. I think Port Moody is one of the few with... Uh, it's not Abby. Abby is the oblong. I don't think you have Port Moody up there. I have Port yeah, Moody on my Moody, board. It's up top right, right from the police. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right up there. So that's the oblong shape and I've got their, yeah. their tactical patches as well too. And yeah. they're all a weird oblong, like it's not oblong. That's a dumb word to say, but it's a, it's a unique shield. Yeah. You know, for BC, and, and I, we always joke around. I've had with this conversation well, with a couple Van, of people. They just wanted to be fancy. Yeah, I think West Van used to be the shield. Yes. They used to have the Starburst with the crown, like very, very British bobby hat style of patch for years, and they switched over recently. And that is that is very much the monarchy's, you know, little bit of sway when it comes to BC, yeah. and that's the reflected in, in the, that yeah. patch. So, yeah, no, I... I I get a kick out of it. Yeah. I really do. Some would look at our RCMP patch and think that we look, it looks stupid because it doesn't make any sense. There's no other patches in Canada that have that particular shape. Or are bilingual. Or are bilingual. But again, you take some of the other ones. I love the indigenous patches though. Yeah. I absolutely love those patches. I really like the new... So you have the old Statlium uh, trial police patch that I gave you. Yes. Um, I have the newer one. Um, from my time out in that area. And I okay. really like the new patch. And I think I've shown it to you. Yeah, I think you showed it to me. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, design's yeah. the same as their their badge, which they wear on their uniform. They did when I was there. Yeah. Um, or some of the guys did anyways. Um, and I know a, a friend of the podcast too, Mike, is uh, is with a Stat- Statlium, right? Yeah. 
the Statlium, and he's with them right now. And that uh, he's he was showing me some of the newer stuff as well. He always points out when I show the patch board, mm-hmm. like the fact that that's a really old one. Yeah, I actually have the older one than that too. I got I got the the evolution of that detachment or that forces uh, yeah. patches by one of the guys who used to work there. Because they're they're in close association with us too, right? Like they're they're I think the equipment maybe it's like an OPP. How so they go through the JI. Oh, okay. So they their, do their kit is they, much, they're, yeah, they're not depot people. No, but. and their kit isn't like ours at all either. Okay. Um, they're, 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 the only reason our connection with them is that we're the closest force that surrounds them and that yeah. we cover their area um, when they need it. So like when I was there, they were quite understaffed. So we covered them a lot. Yeah. Like a lot. Actually, it's yeah. sort of like you'd be like Stuart, for example, Stuart with the Hyder guys. Because yeah. Hyder doesn't, from my understanding, doesn't even have police. They have Alaska State Troopers that yeah. will fly in if they absolutely need yeah. to. But they got the Mounties who you hear some old stories about them having to go over the border. Oh, no. They're like, oh, God, there's a homicide on the other side and Hyder. Like, the whatever, how many houses and businesses yeah. they're there. They're like, uh, we're a long way out. Any chance you guys want to go over there and try to quell it and, you know, <laughs> keep the peace, so to speak? <laughs> like, oh, my God, that hold, happened? Hold the scene. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, the guy just walked over. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's, I, I think it's interesting. I mean, you take a look at Ganawage, you know, yep. if you can... If you get anybody that actually knows how the proper pronunciation is, Ganawage. really good. Yeah, it's uh, the peacekeepers. Yeah. Uh, like tribal, you know, it, there's just so many amazing patches yep. that are out there. I So when I was over there, uh, we ended up having the really, really interesting one was uh, Walpole Island. Mm. And Walpole Island was uh, just, I think it's just north of Windsor and south of Sarnia. It's in between the two. And we ended up doing a little bit of work with uh, that agency as well, too. But doesn't Isn't there a, a nuclear police in, in ontario at like bruce yeah or... so there's bruce yeah. and uh i can't remember what the other one is but they have their own security forces but they're police they're not police oh. but they have their own security forces there so they have spe- it's not even i don't even think it's special constable status if i'm not mistaken oh okay. uh, i thought but they were like sworn that's opg so it's ontario power generation oh, okay. so they have darlington okay. and bruce yeah great bruce or whatever it is and they actually have their own nuclear police yeah, like ERT, they had their own ERT team, didn't well, they? Well, that's all it is. So yeah. most of theirs from what I when I was there in ODIV, we ended up doing a little bit of cross-training with them at our training facility, and they end up using the same stuff as us. And I think they just rented out the space or whatever. And uh, they are mostly all paramil- or ex-military. Right. And they go in there. They win competitions all around the world for, yeah. for tactics. They have time to train. Oh, dude, when we went in there for uh, block training. I went for uh, OST yeah. and you should have heard they ended up, I'm trying to do like practice carotid and going over and get certified in carotid again. I've got my arm around at that time, Al Simpson, it was uh, an inspector and I got my arm around him. We're trying to do this whole thing. And all of a sudden we got flashbangs going off in the background, like DDs going off left, right and center as they're doing a drill. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to snap this poor inspector's neck and I'm <laughs> going to be responsible for it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting enough, man. Like it's it's just one of those things. Patch collecting is patch collecting, right? Right. Um, I get a kick out of it. I know you get a kick out of it. Oh yeah. And I think uh, in the future we'll probably have some more conversations about it too. Once people get a hold of this and start asking some questions, because I don't know how many times I've been asked questions about this stuff. Yeah. So on that note, Eric, this has been the first time you've been able to lead a podcast. Uh, you know, I I couldn't lead unless you were leading too, because I feel like we were both kind of doing this equally. Hey, you know hey, what? Hand in hand into the sunset. This is what it is. This is it's teamwork like in anything else. We help each other out. We get through the task. I think this was a raving success. Yep. 
I think is going to be a joy to go and edit. Uh, people t- seem to like the longer episodes, especially the interview style. Like we were talking about yeah. this. We have some interesting stories we talked about today. We talked about patches. We talked about coins. We got into our Tim Hortons donuts. We kind of shamed the Lanceville shells and Tim Hortons. I'll go down there and have a conversation with them and apologize <laughs> for my rash words I said about them. But we had a good time. And this is what, again, what this whole podcast is about. Um, there's some exciting news that, well, you're going to have a little bit of a break off here in the near future. Uh, so we'll be able to get some more interviews and articles and whatever, more interviews and, uh, episodes put out. We'll have some more conversations with Wes and Mikey and, and a few other special guests coming up here in the near future. Um, if anybody was wondering, especially about the podcast and, and getting and not seeing, uh, a standardized scheduled release of episodes. Okay. Here, here's my apologies. We work in policing. Sometimes things get busy. Things come up. We all have families. We all have things going on. It's just a busy time. Sometimes we can't always get these episodes out. We all need sleep. We all need sleep as well, too. Uh, We're doing our best to be able to put out some more episodes. If everybody wants to see more episodes put out more frequently, this is something that you need to let us know. Let us know if you want to hear more episodes coming out, and we'll do our best to be able to punch these out. At this time, this is very much a hobby for all of us. We enjoy putting out the episodes. We enjoy interacting with listeners. If anything, this is like the best part of my day is when I get a couple of messages from people and they want to ask some questions about the podcast. I mean, God knows people are tired of me talking about it at the office. Yeah. But uh, we just want to say thank you so much to everybody listening. Right now, we're closing around the 3,000 download mark. Um, so it's impressive to say at least over the last year where we all thought that we would get maybe 10 downloads and people would be listening. Um, way to go, people. Uh, spread the word. Throw it out there. Uh, there's going to be some new exciting stuff coming up as well, too. Here's the time we get to have this conversation about some updates. Uh, in the future coming up, we're going to be doing some stuff with regards to running. Uh, that's a big passion of mine. Uh, the podcast is going to be putting out a team uh, for the Victoria Marathon, Half Marathon, uh, 8K as well. Uh, this is going to be law enforcement based, first responder based, and family and friends or whoever wants to join in. Uh, there should be some more information about that coming up in the near future. There's going to be some swag, hats, shirts, that kind of thing made up for that that uh, initiative that we're putting forward. Keep an eye out for the website for that, social media as well too at the unreasonablegroundspodcast.com as well as the Unreasonable Grounds Podcast IG account. And if you're not already on my personal one, you can check that out as well. But yeah, check check back. Keep looking in. Uh, Eric's going to be back for more episodes uh, with his new equipment and new skills he's learning here with the podcasting. (laughs) Um, You did awesome, bud. I'm, I'm proud of you. And we'll keep doing this in the future. Check out the website. Look at them. Download. Subscribe. Listen to the episodes, share us, let other people know about what's going on. It only gets better if we get more eyes on and we get some more ideas and creative stuff going forward. So everybody be safe out there.